Hello and welcome, listener, to another episode of Edgeguard, where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Blake, joined as always by my co-host Jordan. That's me. The this co-host. week, you are number the two. Yeah, you are number two to my number. I one. know, but only this week. And uh, you know, this is unusual setup. Normally, I'm I'm the leader. Yeah, keep the telling, one in charge. Keep telling yourself that. Yeah, uh, this will. this week I led us bravely uh, through the exploration of a game called Pillow of Stone by John Vanderhoof, uh, which uh, was actually recommended to us by uh, our our first guest uh, Cameron Kunzelman a couple weeks ago. Uh, we asked him. Actually, yeah. I, I think he uh, unprompted he just sort of offered up a, a game that he thought uh, sort of fit what what we do here yeah he did and in fact we were like prepared to ask him for a recommendation but he's just he knew he knew the question was coming yeah so so really you didn't lead us to this game cameron did uh cameron so cameron Cameron is the the way cameron lit the way but i uh i bravely uh went where no man had gone before oh all right this is (laughs) so so pillow of stone is described uh self-described i guess as a, an exper- experiential music medley game about a man who escapes prison to give his daughter a teddy bear, which is, I mean... Very descriptive, yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty descriptive of what happens. Uh, I want to actually find, because at the end of the game, uh, it has a, a different description that shows up during the credits, which is an everyday developed game poem. Yes, I remember that. And I thought that was interesting, game poem. I wonder what it meant by that. Maybe we can talk about that when we get a little deeper in. Um, but it is very experiential. When I first read that, I read that as experimental. I did too. So I, expe- <laughs> so I, I almost read it that way just now. <laughs> they you know, they just look so similar. Those two words, but no experiential, which is, I think supposed to be, um, just a description of the fact that it's very like, like you're soaking in an experience more than you are like uh like solving or like completing challenges or something like that sure sure yeah a little more cinematic in that way yeah so i'm a- so i'm actually glad that you like brought up what your interpretation of experiential is because i read that and i guess i had forgotten about that as i played the game but uh looking back yeah. at it now i was like trying to think how that would map onto the game. And it was like, maybe while I was playing it, I would have thought like, Oh, experiential. But since I wasn't like thinking about it when I was playing, so I'm glad I think that's, that's right. That you're, you're kind of experiencing what is happening. Although I think that's, I don't know. Maybe that's what you do in most games is you experience things. But I think there are, are very few like actual mechanics. You're not like engaging with the game you're just kind of yeah, like yeah that's what i mean letting it happen so sure sure I, yeah. I definitely see that yeah i mean in some like broad sense you're always experiencing yeah any game you play yeah but uh, i think it, it's more about like soaking in than like uh overcoming mm-hmm. challenges or something like that like the, the one part of the game the game's like separated into these short little episodes um that are all roughly the duration of a standard song, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and only one of them really has a fail state, I think, which is the one when you're evading the police. Yeah. So we should actually um, describe like what you're doing in this game, which is mostly sure. walking from one spot to another as a song yes. plays until this, either the song ends or you reach the end of the environment and load into the next one. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of, 
tracing the Is it ever the- actually pegged to the end of the song? I always thought that it was just like the song and levels were designed to try to make it so yeah, it would I, naturally I, end that way. I think they are, uh, but I'm not sure. We can we can talk about that um, in a minute. I kind of want to yeah. like high level talk about what the what the game is. I guess we we sort of did. So we can talk about that right now if you want, because it's something <laughs> that uh, I don't know. It's it kind of brought to me or made me think of sort of the experience or the the ways that games use music and the ways that that can be very effective and the ways that it can be not very effective because there were times in this game where I didn't don't think that I had reached the end of the environment, but the song ended. And so the next level just started loading. And then there were other, then then there were other times where I reached the end of the environment and the song stopped to load the next scene. And I'm not sure which of those is preferred, but they both sort of, uh, sort of point at how music interacts with games because yeah the interactivity of a game is sort of the whole point is that it takes you away from the limits of time because like when you're watching has a variable and exactly moment exactly when you're when you're playing a or when you're watching a movie uh, music can be timed to a movie very, very specifically because the creators know exactly when you're going to be seeing an image and hearing a part of the song at the same time. So they can, yes. you know, link that up very intentionally synchronous. Yeah. Where at games, the, the point is that you're interacting with it and doing as you please. So that can make, uh, setting something that's linked to time, like music really break down, or in some cases, I think it can really elevate the effect when the music works really well with what you're doing and you know that what you're doing isn't something that's predetermined. It can be like a really powerful, like, oh man, that was fucking awesome. Like the the music synced up perfectly to what I was doing. Yeah. And the reason it is so good is because I know that, that there was no way to fully construct this moment. Yeah, and I mean, when sort of sometimes in games, for me at least, it sort of has a... A, like backwards causality where like the music prompts me to want to play at a certain pace mm. to align myself with the music. Cause that just feels better. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, th- this is a little bit irrelevant to this game because I'm pretty sure this game doesn't do this, but there are some modern games that will have proce- like music that has a little bit of procedural generation so that like it is both variable with respect mm. to time and it's coordinated with your yeah. Play so experience. that's that's actually the thing. Like Doom is the famous example from like the past few years. Oh, I mean, it's it's super common. It's done in it is in yeah. most like larger budget games where they're having someone uh, compose a score. Like it's a mm-hmm. it's a hugely popular thing to do, and it's it's kind of interesting how that can make things work more. Like can make the music be more successful in conveying what's happening. Uh, or like, I don't know, evoking a feeling like, but there's also a kind of a strangeness to it. Cause it's like a lot of uh, the time, how they do that is that the, uh, the music is all loop based. So basically they have like 16 bar, eight bar loops of the same thing and it'll loop around and then you enter a new area where suddenly things look different and then it'll start doing that again. Or in the case of doom, like 
you enter a fight and you get like fight music uh and then or like as the fight escalates when like new enemies spawn in it transfers to a more like intense version of the song and then also as you're like performing glory kills it has like the little stings where the rest of the music drops out and just sort of like and you're just like (laughs) stomping in a devil's skull or something but i don't know it's a it's an interesting thing where it works very different from a film score where like you know uh john williams is going to be watching a scene and based on like the characters that are in it and what's happening he's going to score it very specific in a very specific way whereas a game composer is like all right i want to capture the vibe of certain actions and areas and but also write songs in a way that they can be looped back on themselves so that it never feels forced i guess yeah you, you like compose the song piecemeal mm-hmm. you were like write, really try to like make each unit of the song feel like a very self-contained so that they can be mixed and matched yeah uh, for various situations but that that might be getting a little bit um away from pillow stone sure, because sure. um uh although the i think for the most part it does a, a very good job of like like picking music that fits mm. with the like natural pace of the level you mm-hmm. you do um it is sort of like a, a little bit of a leap of faith there like the song starts and then you're free to walk forward as yeah you know, at whatever pace you want see that's um, that's interesting that you say that because i actually had like i had my favorite moment playing the game f- followed almost immediately by my least favorite moment because it ended my favorite moment which was uh oh, yeah. when you're when you're in the the big like field of of like crops or grass or something uh yes. and you're like walking yes. across and there's like this nice like guitar song where this guy's like singing about finding his brother and i was like walking really enjoying that song just like the whole vibe of that of that sound there's there's something magical like weirdly uh serene uh about like walking through rows of like foliage or crops or something yeah something yeah, movies even, do a lot too like uh true show characters like walking through fields of wheat and like brushing their hands yeah. along i mean their- even even when the the wheat's like like a kind of lo-fi like oh, yeah i remember distinctly thinking like it's really easy to forget that this like i don't know what it is yeah in that like, moment it, the it, game- it really did not matter that it was not like realistic looking wheat it's just yeah. something about like stalks of wheat colored yeah, it looked like the game things. looked really pretty in that moment, which is funny because yeah, it's kind of yeah, like it it's a game that I would kind of define by the fact that it's like looks like a game that a programmer made because they just found a bunch of you know uh, Unity assets. Yeah, because yeah. I like, I mean, that's what I would do. I don't know. I can't make any 3D art. Uh, I have a little bit of experience with Maya, but I'm not gonna like be modeling trees and stuff. I'm just going to get yeah, stuff yeah. in the unity asset store. So like for a game that has that feeling, it was kind of surprising to have a moment of like, this is like a very pretty scene. And then I like reached the other side of the field and, uh, walked a little bit too far, hit the load trigger and the song stopped in the middle of a verse uh, and yeah, kicked yeah. me to the next level. And that was a moment where it's just like, ah, damn it. <laughs> That's, huh. but I don't know. I also had like the opposite experience where it felt like I wasn't, I hadn't reached the end of the level, but the song ended and it kept me moving forward. And honestly that felt better and 
probably wouldn't have been a big deal if I wasn't like thinking so hard about it already because the fact that this game presented itself as a music game already had me thinking about the ways that music and games can kind of work Interact, really well yeah. and how they can clash a lot as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked the... Uh, maybe it'd be worth like just briefly touching on the what music was selected for the game. Um, I thought it was like a pretty fun uh, and appropriate uh, playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of uh, prison-themed music. Sure. Uh, when the famous Sam Cooke chain gang came on, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, this just feels right. Yeah, see, um, that was a funny moment for me because that actually was like a like a more upbeat song than I was anticipating. But also that's kind of the whole thing of that song so yeah. it's like a joyful fun catchy song about like basically slave like, labor of miser- prisoners. miserable yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah no it totally is and i i mean i suspect that that's probably i mean that has i don't know a lot about music history mm-hmm. but i i have to assume that that is largely the weirdness of the feeling that sam cook was going for oh sure uh, in the composition of that song but it also kind of works i mean you might disagree with this but mm-hmm. like I think it kind of works for this because it's like the song you hear um, in the second episode, which is, mm-hmm. or chapter or whatever we want to call them, when you like basically decide you're going to escape. Yeah. So it, it is kind of like, like, you know, it's about prison, but it's a little upbeat because you have yeah. gotten the teddy bear. You're going to break out of prison and go meet up with your family. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think it's, it's, uh, fitting. It was just like at the time it was a little bit of a shock because the first one is like it's just called Prisoner's Song and it's just kind of like this like melodic. I feel like it was another like just guitar driven sort of like folky sounding song. Yes. And then yeah. and then to have that and it's kind of somber and then to have that immediately followed by like oh chain gang. I'm like yeah <laughs> okay this is interesting but, um, but yeah I think I think the game generally does a, a good job of like employing different kinds of music that sort of fits. Although I did think the, uh, the like sort of tense music that happens when you're supposed to be running from the police was a little bit, a little bit corny, just like stock sound, like uh, royalty free orchestral Hans Zimmer style score. I was a little <laughs> bit like, okay, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> But for the most part, I think uh, it works pretty well. Some some temp music, yeah, sounding, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That was. I mean, that episode was a weird. The running from the police episode was a, a weird like change of pace mm-hmm. because suddenly it felt like that was the most like gamic moment of the game. Oh yeah, like, it's like oh now I have an objective. It's not just like walk through and learn the narrative of this guy's life. It's yes. like watch out for the police. Yeah, uh, and and I I did fail once. I admit it, but that's just because the oh, really? searchlights are uh, bigger than uh, than they look like on the screen. Oh, you don't right. actually have to touch the light to get seen by the police. Wow, you suck! I didn't get anywhere near dude, those thing because dude, I'm not a big idiot, dude. I just was like I was running through the river, and then I was like, I wonder if I can run faster if I'm not in the water. Mm-hmm. And then I turns out I was too close to the cop, and the cop saw me. Yeah, whatever. I got it on the second try. Yeah, that's 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 good. I'm I'm proud that you didn't fail <laughs> more than once. 
However, I'm <laughs> that would be pretty you bad. That you did fail once, so hey, <laughs> um, hey, that's not the point of the game. Yeah. Um. So so here's a, another thing. I, we've just been kind of praising the the music, uh, but I actually kind of wanted to talk about something that was a little bit sad that the game didn't do, which is that it didn't employ uh, silence at all. Uh, because I think, uh, yeah, I think music. Uh, definitely like guides your emotion and can be very useful for that. But I think a lot of times in, I'm trying to think of examples, but I feel like in, in works of art or media that are where music is uh, an integral part of like the emotion and the general feeling of the thing, taking away the music uh, even like maybe toward the end, like sort of the climax yeah, has a really dramatic effect has a super dramatic effect because it's like, yeah. you don't need the music to guide your emotion anymore. You're doing it yourself. Um, so I was a little yeah. bit sort of hoping that like, uh, the moment I opened the door into my house, that the music would just cut out and I just have like silence. Yeah. Um, or a, a really good moment would have been like the moment you see the note on the table. Yeah. I think would have been pretty good if you could like, Make it so the music just like fades out the second you like turn your head around that corner. Or I mean, I guess opening the door would work too. But yeah, but it's just yeah, it's just something really like this is obviously like a music. Ga- it's a game about music and how music interacts with emotions and experiences. Uh, yeah. So I understand why they felt the need, or maybe he. I guess it probably seems like it was a solo game. Uh, felt the need to have music playing at every moment, but. Um, Mm-hmm. I think it it got it got a little bit, uh, it got to be a little bit much. We're just like, all right, every every level there's a new song, and the song plays the whole time, and then the next level starts, and there's a new song too. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm trying to think. There was another moment when the pacing felt a little weird. Uh, that I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, I. Um, this is only a minor point, but the, the inclusion of text as the method of communicating the phone call and also the note, um, I mean, makes a little more intuitive sense with the note, but, Mm -hmm. uh, it's sort of weird to have, um, text on a timer, which is what the game does. Mm -hmm. You read the text and the episode ends after a like fixed amount of time after having opened the Mm -hmm. text rather than like click to go ahead whenever you're done yeah and it was sort of weird because i read it like twice as fast as oh, the yes. amount of time it had allotted to me mm-hmm. um and then i was just sort of like standing there uh wondering what i was supposed to do next yeah um, yeah it's a it's a something where it's like the i understand why there was not additional work put in to do that because it's more of a pain in the ass than you would think to like just make something that's just like all right i'm done it's way easier to set it up to like, all right, show it yeah. on screen for 60 seconds. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Plus, I mean, there's also another like, besides like implementation difficulty, there's the like, I mean, yes, it could have had something on screen that says click to continue. But if you don't know that it's click to continue and you click, it would be a yeah. bummer if you had not actually finished it yet. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, I don't know, one of those things that kind of, uh, shows to you how like something that doesn't seem like that much of a problem can actually be mm-hmm. a giant pain in the ass when you're developing a game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I, I don't sometimes mean to the be simpler like, uh, way to solve the problem is to just like yeah. do the thing that works and keep moving. 
Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a. Um, I don't mean that as like a serious criticism. I just thought it was interesting <laughs> that it was a. It was another moment where kind of like the way that time works in video games uh, produced a, a strange mm-hmm. or unexpected uh, effect. Yeah. So um, I want to uh, take a moment to talk about. I want to. I want to um, uh, redeem myself from last week. If you remember oh. last week. I was uh, when we we're talking about Story Seeker. I was talking about uh, uh, big objects in the distance uh, used to sort oh, of guide yeah. your eye and guide the player. <laughs> and at yes. the time, I uh, could, you you called them boobies. I did call them boobies. I could not think of the term, and I was like, I think it's boobies. Uh, and uh, I, I do want to say mm-hmm. that uh, they are called well, they aren't they aren't called weenies. Well, they are called by designers, sort of like a, a term that designers use is uh, weenies, not boobies, weenies, which I feel I feel like they are similarly, they're both could be body parts, <laughs> and they both sound silly and end in IES. You know what? I, well, you, you're redeemed. You don't need to. <laughs> okay, good. But, but the reason I bring that up is because this game, being like a 3D game that kind of wants to let you just experience things it uses weenies a lot to just be like all right go here a ton yeah there's the like water tower i mean sometimes it also tells you yeah most of the time what you you. need to be looking for like yeah it's um, like follow the watchtowers yes um uh but i mean they're also very like visually um noticeable like the watchtower is one of the first things to catch your eye when you like scan the horizon same thing with the um is it like a radio tower? What's the one at the end of the field? It's a. It's said a water tower. It's kind of a water strange tower, looking water, water tower, tower. But um, and then even even in the prison, like stuff like an open grate just automatically draws your eye to it, yeah. or like a uh, um, an open door. Obviously, mm. like watching a door open, obviously you're going to look at it. Yeah. Um, so it kind of draws your attention that way. Sure. Uh, um, what did you think about the the like text on the ground? The explicit oh, directions like, to look at the hey, weenies. Do this. Um, is it still a we- is it still a weenie if there's also explicit instructions? Um, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I think weenie specifically describes like in an open space a large uh, landmark that uh, like guides you toward it or that sort of is like the focal point that you're moving toward. Uh, but mm. maybe I'm mistaken in that assumption. Um, that's usually what it is in the like. I don't know, GDC talks or videos that I've seen that talk about weenies. Okay. But, um, yeah, the text on the ground, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a simple way to get the player doing what they're supposed to, instead of people getting really confused. Where in a game that's like this kind of short and concise, uh, it's like fitting. It's cause, yeah. cause then you have a little bit more experience uh, experiences where like the music cuts out before you're at the spot where you're supposed to be. Um, sure. Although I don't know. So the thing, the thing I'm curious about is like, I had a couple moments where the, the it's, it felt like the, it was cutting to the next scene, not based on me hitting a load trigger, but based on the song ending. And then I, there were a few times where it felt like the opposite. Like I was, uh, hitting a load trigger at the end of the environment Um, so I'm curious how that would have worked, uh, if there weren't like these explicit directions, cause if there weren't explicit directions, you would take a little bit more time to like figure stuff out. So, uh, there's 
uh, I assume a higher likelihood that the the song will end before you've uh, you know reached the end of the area or whatever. Um, and so I'm curious if that would have like made the game land a little bit better in some ways, but also maybe there were some things that just like I wouldn't have figured out and would have been frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I think that that the answer to that question is one that varies a lot from episode to episode. Mm. So there's some episodes where I think the inst- without the instructions, I would have wandered a long time and been a little bit confused. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some of them where it was like immediately apparent just yeah. the second you look at the space you're in, yeah. like what what to do. And then also like intrinsically motivating, like you don't need to be told to do it. Yeah. And the one that I think was most, most obvious for that one is the last episode when you reach your home. Oh yeah. You're standing in a forest with a like thin like a dirt path leading up to your home. You know, there's been all this stuff about you running from the police, all this stuff about you wanting to like reunite with your daughter. You're still holding the teddy bear. Mm -hmm. So like I was very like motivated on my own to walk towards that house because I was like, Oh, this must be his house. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And there's also a helicopter in the air pointing a spotlight on the front door. So yes. And like you can see the red and blue lights of uh, police cars out front, Mm -hmm. um, clearly waiting for you in some sort of, uh, well, just clearly waiting for you. Yeah. Um, and so uh, there were there were words on the ground that were like, "Go home and reunite with your, see your wife, wife and daughter. daughter." Yeah. And that was a moment where I didn't think that the words were necessary. Um, sure. And it I, it might have even been a little bit more uh, powerful if it had just been like, yeah, you standing in the woods staring at your house. Yeah. Where like. It, it feels like it's trying to tell you, like, here's what's happening. But, like, at this point, if you don't know that that's what's happening, like, you haven't yeah. been paying enough attention to the game. <laughs> yeah, um, very true. But since... Um, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, the only other thing that I had to say about the words is um, because they're always written on the ground in what looks like a kind of, like, like chalk or, mm. like, shitty ink, mm-hmm. um, is the very first time I saw them, I thought that it, I was supposed to interpret it as happening in the universe oh, of I did the as game. well I thought it was supposed so to I was be like, like I was like oh shit someone's gonna help me break out yeah. like because <laughs> like I'm pretty sure the first time you see it is like uh time to escape or something like get out of here and I was like oh shit some other like, oh, person somebody's... is like helping me out guy yeah. me to this like I've got a man on the inside basement that is like very dubiously like uh, what, what prison would have just like this basement where the only where it's just some fucking boxes blocking the way out <laughs> um but but anyway, you were we were sort of talking about the conclusion of the game where you uh, go to your house and you uh, like to meet your wife and daughter. Then you open the door and no one's there and there's a note on the table from them. How did you feel about the conclusion of the game? Like that um, sort of that what happened, what the note contains specifically. I. What did I think about that? I felt like it made a certain kind of sense. Um, I I think it was a little bit, a tiny bit disappointing that you didn't get to give the uh, teddy bear to your daughter, but mm-hmm. disappointing in a way that like I think made a lot of narrative sense. Sure. Like I, it, it it's not a story that one feels cheated for not getting a happy ending it almost yeah. would have i almost would have been a, a little less um it would have been a little less believable if yeah, you just yeah. like walked in and everything had gone you know hunky dory yeah what uh what about you though yeah i don't know i guess for me the thing that i was 
I guess I just didn't feel that emotionally connected to what happened. So I wasn't like, I was like, Oh, I'm so disappointed. It was kind of like, I don't know. Mm. I feel like a game, the, maybe the thing about it is that since so much of the game is like feeling a specific emotion in a moment, but that is guided by the music that's playing that like the actual narrative of what was happening didn't actually feel that like, emotive to me i don't know i just i ended up mm. i ended up just like sort of not really i wasn't like oh this is tragic i was like oh yeah i mean that's reasonable that's that <laughs> that is like sort of the 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 expected real world outcome of it but i'm not like i don't i didn't like feel a pang in my heart for what happened it was kind of like oh yeah. okay sure like uh and i don't know maybe that's has something to do with the way that uh, i'm not sure but it didn't it didn't I quite land for of, me the fi- the way I felt like it might for other people yeah. um, that maybe it was supposed to. I think um so if you just think through the the like whole course of the game mm-hmm. uh there's not a lot of development of the relationship between I'm not sure if your character has a name. I don't think so. Mm-mm. And um Sarah, the daughter. Sure. Uh because like the only you never see Sarah. Mm-mm. You only, you never even get any like text from Sarah. Nope. I don't think. Well, other than um, you the see some drawings that she drawings. made. Yes. The drawings she made. Um, uh, and then the only real, like, like Mark of your, your character's feelings about his daughter is besides like just the obvious, like, Oh, it's his daughter. He loves her mm-hmm. is like the fact that he, has this teddy bear and is breaking out of prison to give it to yeah. her. Which so, I actually think I mean, we might it, have we might have brushed over a little bit. The entire most of the game you're carrying a teddy bear in your hand. So instead that's of true, actually, this, is first, this is a first person <laughs> game and instead of having a gun in your hand you just got a teddy bear. Yeah, that's true. It just like occupies the bottom left corner of the screen. Yeah. Just which I mean it's sort of interesting when you try to like imagine it like what he looks like. Yeah, I mean it's the he's, same he's, as he's like always that. holding it like right at his face where he can see it. Yeah, I mean it's like the same as like that uh oh it's I feel like it's like a pretty popular like common comic strip that gets recycled all the time of like the it's the shows the first person shooter cameras and then it shows a guy holding a gun right next to his face and then it shows like Call of Duty when you get shot and there's like all the weird red shit on your screen there's a guy with like blood shooting out of his eyes <laughs> I've never seen oh, that but that's you? great yeah it's like a pretty popular yeah. <laughs> I feel like it pops up on uh on like I don't know, Reddit slash R slash games or something <laughs> pretty, pretty frequently. Um, but anyway, uh, sort of back to, back to the game. Um, yeah, I think, I think the drawings are sort of supposed to, um, make you feel the connection between your character and the daughter the most. Um, because there, there are several, I mean, they're hung up in your cell and then there's, um, one as well that, is uh on the table next to the note where your wife says like i took our daughter away from here because i didn't want her to see you taken away again because she doesn't need that right when you when you get out and when you actually get out it will be great and i want that to happen but this is a thing that shouldn't happen again to her it'll be Mm -hmm. very traumatic yeah which i mean i think is yeah like i said it sort of felt like disappointing in a way that made like sense yeah one way that maybe it could have like both had sense and and have a kind of like 
maybe more more sense of completion is if like you saw maybe there was something like this and I just missed it mm-hmm. but like when you walk into the house if you saw like items or pictures that like um, mm. express like her like just having missed them or something like sure, that sure. like like if there was still like a drawing that Sarah was working on like left on the table mm. or if there was still like a or wait no maybe there well there's no, a there drawing on the table but it's there finished. is a drawing too but so, yeah that's right so I don't know something like like they like just finish eating mm-hmm. or they just like uh there's still a record playing or like music playing sure, I don't sure. Know, something like that yeah yeah it could have could have been interesting um but yeah. uh anyway is it was there anything else that you had specifically I've got a few smaller things that are sort of tangential um well one thing I wanted to talk about is just like sort of the I mean, you. This is probably something that's much more familiar to you than me. Mm-hmm. But um, I just was kind of struck by how interesting it is that there's like this whole ecosystem of shared assets mm-hmm. uh, in Unity and other like mm-hmm. uh, engines used by indie developers. Sure. Where like, you know, maybe I've seen this teddy bear in a game before, yeah. or like maybe I've seen this prison sink before in a game before and I just I was just thinking about that that's sort of a a weird like state of affairs where you have all these amateur developers who are pulling from a similar pool of assets yeah uh to furnish their games yeah I mean often even professional developers are pulling from those asset stores true true there are a lot of thing like a lot of times it's just convenience it's like well I could uh, we could get our like art guy to spend a couple hours modeling a shelf, or we could get this one on the asset yeah. store that is going to look just as good to the player as going to save us time. And it costs mm-hmm. $5 to use it in our game or something like that. Yeah. I mean, especially for shelves, like, like things like shelves. It, oh yeah. It's like, like mundane. What, it objects. doesn't matter. Oh yeah. They exist everywhere. And yeah, in so many games, like think about, uh, the tea room we played way back that like way back a long time ago it's like a lot of which looks very similar to this yeah yeah but they have uh it has a lot of uh like gun store like gun assets that like someone made it to be a gun in in a shooter game not (laughs) to be put on a in like take the place of a man's penis but (laughs) but yet here we are um (laughs) that's true yeah i don't know it's just it's just kind of a, a funny thing like putting something up on the asset store you never know how it's going to get used and it can it can be used for so many different things that's uh it's kind of a cool cool part of working on games just like i don't know that i could i could use in some little weird unity game an asset that has been used in some big crazy triple a like the most late like the latest call of duty probably doesn't have an asset that i've used in it but maybe if there's a game that's built in the unreal engine that someone that they got an asset from the asset store because even yeah even even huge budget games you know are gonna do things that save time and money if it's not gonna be detrimental to the experience you know uh-huh see funny. now i'm now i'm wondering if there's something like the the equivalent in video game design culture of the wilhelm scream where it's <laughs> like it's like an asset that's been reused so many times. It's basically a meme. Yeah, it's well, just I like, feel like that's you, you don't notice it. You don't notice it, but in like every 
first person game you've ever played it's got the exact same toilet or something yeah, like that I mean, like just some weird that's almost uh 0451 for like immersive sim games that's right that's right the code yeah yeah uh, for those unfamiliar 0451 is like the the code to a a, a combination lock or like a door in i think system shock 2 it's either S- system shock 1 or 2 which is sort of a game that defined it was sort of like the first example in a, a genre of first person games called immersive sims so like many games that carry on the immersive sim torch almost all of them like bioshock it's the, it's the first code for anything so in system shock the thing was like oh here's a door i don't know how to open it and you have to like go search the environment and interact with things and find the notebook where someone wrote down the code to the door and Mm -hmm. uh in many of these games i mean i almost always try it uh for the first lock or whatever in any game of that sort and oftentimes it it'll open the door uh yeah i'm pretty sure gone home uses it as well uh i'm not don't quote me on that but um i know bioshock does and i'm sure the deus ex games do as well um but yeah it's kind of a similar thing not not quite the same but um yeah but it is similar it's like a little tiny easter egg that gets repeated just because yeah i mean i guess the thing that's different is like the wilhelm scream really is like a reused asset because yeah it was in a sound file in some studio mm. back in the day and people just kept using it yeah. and then eventually once it was had been used so many times people started using it as an homage because it but, had been used so many times yeah yeah yeah, that's a, that's an interesting. That's not a thought I'd had about games that are heavily dependent on asset store assets, but it it is interesting. It's yeah. It's almost like yeah. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but I think that's about all uh, everything else I had. Okay. So what else for you? So what are you so about? one of the things I want to talk about is a, a weird thing that I. It's like, it's one of those things where it's something that I've noticed just enough to think that there's probably some sort of like scientist or someone somewhere who <laughs> has like g- is like getting a PhD doing some research about this specific <laughs> subject and has a specific and has like a very uh uh a term specifically to describe this but it's an effect I, okay maybe that maybe this isn't exactly one of those but it reminds me of that which is that um the effect you get when you listen to a piece of music within the context of a movie or a game or whatever. And then you go back and listen to it later and you find yourself not nearly as compelled by it. So I I find this to be the case a lot with like games that people see like, Oh, it has a great soundtrack. And like, while you're playing the game, you're like, yeah, this is awesome. And then you go back and listen to it later. And you're like, this song, it actually isn't that great. It just fit the moment so well. Or even uh, an experience I have is like, I'll go to a concert for a band that I'm not familiar, or maybe it's the opener or whatever, and they play a song, I'm like, yo, this song is awesome. And then I go and find the band later on Spotify, and I listen to like the recorded version of the song, and when you're not sort of surrounded by people who are excited by it, and you're not like seeing people perform it, the songs are this like don't feel as good and it's like not something that i'm going to continually listen to whereas when i heard it for the first time at that show and like i had the whole you know experience of a concert happening it was like wow that's a great this is awesome yeah it's it's a strange effect that i um i didn't specifically feel that in this game i don't think um i did like i mean i guess maybe i did like some of the songs it's like that fit the moment really nicely but am i gonna go listen to it later like not really 
but it's kind of an interesting mm. effect that that will that I've noticed happening uh, quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, I mean that's definitely. I I've definitely had that in games like a million times. Mm. There are like so many songs that it are just like really pleasurable to listen to while playing, mm. and then you try to just listen to them like devoid of their context, and it's like uh it's okay. Yeah. Um, but on like sort of the flip side is like I've heard Chain Gang a million times. Oh sure. But then, like when it started playing in this, I was like, "Huh, I didn't know I liked the song so much." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Oh damn, this song actually is pretty awesome." Yeah, it's a fun song. Uh, it is fun. It's just a chain mm-hmm, gang. I don't know. It's a good one. Mm-hmm, it's a good mm-hmm, classic mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is. Uh, I kind of thought about again is uh, the way that some games will. So we talked. We talked earlier about how like music and time can sort of get confusing with games where it's like oh well the timing is wrong because the song is procedural or the timing is wrong because i have agency as a player and i'm doing what i want uh but yeah yeah there were uh there are a, a few like very specific moments in games that like stick out to me as like some really like effective use of music that is like can time it to an event that's happening in such a way that just like really works um the one that came to mind to me uh, like first is actually, we've already talked about this uh, when we were talking about like comedy and games, but the scene where you um, sing along to uh, Lovin' is what I got by sublime in saints row. The third, we we've talked about this before where you like get in the car and then one of the characters like puts on the radio, that song. And then the oh, two characters yeah, like sing the whole this. thing. It's a, it's a, it's yeah. a funny, great moment. You should like YouTube it. Uh, but then I was actually thinking of a, another one, uh, because Shadow of the Colossus got, uh, like, is getting, or I guess, did it come out? I don't know. I think it came out, the, like, uh, remake on the PS4 recently. It's one of my favorite mm, games yeah. ever. And that game does this thing where, uh, so you're fighting these, like, giant, like, massive, massive monsters. But uh, a lot of the game is about figuring out how to actually, like, clamber onto their weak points and you know do damage to them and so there's usually like a first phase of the fight where you're just like up at the feet of this thing and you're trying to figure out what's going on and there's usually like sort of a sometimes it's a more like ambient song sometimes it's a little bit more involved but then once you've like figured out the the puzzle of the of the given colossus and you like are like, all right i'm at the part where i'm like climbing on its back and i'm gonna stab it in the head then it'll like uh kick in the this more like upbeat like really epic music and that's one of those mm. things just like you're just like oh yeah this is amazing <laughs> and like the music it even that like it doesn't work all the way because uh oftentimes like the the sort of first song that's getting cutting away that's getting cut away from uh is like in the middle of a phrase and then suddenly like the new song just kind of like slams in over top of it uh which doesn't totally work but i mean i think mostly the case is that it it works enough because you're like hearing this amazing epic music and you finally figured it out and you're just like yeah um but anyway so i just kind of wanted to like mention some ways that you can that games have employed music in ways that like really worked um and how it can kind of not work i don't know i just spent a lot of time yeah. uh while playing this game and afterward thinking about how games and music um sort of interact and it's it's interesting because i think it it has the potential to be really effective and powerful but also has the effective to just like not work 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, one thing, I mean, this is maybe taking this in a slightly different direction, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, there are very few games that really like, like truly try to make music a part of the mechanics, like mm-hmm. really a part of the game. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I feel like we talked about this in the podcast at one point, or maybe, maybe this was a conversation we had outside of the podcast, mm-hmm. but it, it'd be fun to play an audio game, which is like, uh, it's like a game made for the blind. Oh, sure. Where there's literally no video whatsoever, and like music mm-hmm. or sound really is like your one mode of sensory access mm-hmm. to the game mechanics. Yeah, it was. It wasn't um, an episode of the podcast that we talked about that, and I, I still okay. think that's something we should do. Uh, you know what? I think it was Farbenspiel. When we yes, about that. I think so as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, let's. We'll, we'll work on like trying to it's i feel like that's something that'd be kind of hard to seek out like sound game like but yeah it's true but uh we'll keep an I mean, eye maybe out. there's like a well i mean i bet there's like a forum somewhere that has a ranking of the best sound games ever made and we'll uh yeah we, we'll, we find that forum and we're good to go yeah uh but in the meantime i think <laughs> i think we've uh we've covered everything for uh pill of stone yeah, say? I'd say that's a, everything that I had to talk about. So um, let's go ahead and introduce the game for next week, which is um, it'll be another game where we're going in like totally blind because I know absolutely nothing about this game and the description for it is very vague. Mm. It is uh, called Royals. It's by Asher Volmer, who you told me when I suggested this game is famous for designing threes which i guess is the game that 2048 ripped off yeah i mean is that is that right i'm I'm not actually positive of the timeline but i'm relatively certain threes happened first and even if it didn't it is uh more refined in 2048 that i think in in ways Mm. that i think is very good so it's basically like a puzzle game it's on ios and it is amazing you should absolutely go play it. If you played 2048 and loved it, uh, play threes because it is, in my opinion, a better. a better game. It is deeper, more strategic, and uh, has better art, has more personality, basically better in every way. And basically, as, as <laughs> everyone was playing 2048, I was just like grumbling to myself about how everyone is like, well, I, it's, it's not threes. Well, actually, uh, threes is much better and uh, um, a much more intelligent take on the, uh, the, the similar ideas here. Sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah, it it definitely is. So once when you were like, it's made by some guy named Asher Volmer, I was like, oh, uh, I was like, wait, that's the guy that made threes, and I'm very excited. Although this doesn't look like a puzzle game at all. The description only no, says, no, it doesn't. An old, just, yeah, an old forgotten game from your youth. You can't find the manual, <laughs> which I think is uh, that should be fun. Yeah. the picture is of like a, um, an old uh, floppy disk. Floppy disk. I almost forgot the word for a second. Okay. They're so obsolete um, uh, with the word Royals on it. And then there's another picture that looks like a gameplay picture. Uh, and it's like some sort of like 90s feeling um, kind of maybe RPG type game. Sort of like Heroes is what I'm, yeah. the vibe I'm getting. I have no idea. It looks almost like an RTS, but we'll, we'll find out uh, next week when we play the game. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast um, to to get links to the creators and and games that we play. Um, and uh, until next week, uh, you know, have have a good one.